Well, this is July uh, 4th weekend. This is the weekend where we celebrate the freedom that we have in America. Uh, July 4th is the day that we won our independence from the people across the pond. And many, many years ago, uh, it's fascinating the history that we have, but uh, it was clear, one thing was clear, that God had a purpose for this nation, amen? And that the reason, one of the, one of the main reasons for our independence was so that we could worship God in freedom. And, and so we thank God for that. And I'm not here to, to, this morning to give you a history lesson but this nation is founded in Jesus Christ and in the roots that we have. Um, it is a blessed nation. And I want to say this morning that it is still a blessed nation. I'm going to say it again because only some of you believe it. It is still a blessed nation. Amen? And so we are, it's, it's no secret, we're in a tough spot right now. America's in a tough spot. So before I get to the good news, I'm going to paint a picture that we all know. Immorality is loud. It is loud. The businesses that promote immorality are loud. We hear about them every single day. Our nation is fueling it, not just within our own borders, but our nation is fueling immorality internationally. Go overseas and find out what we're known for. It is no longer that we're known for being a Christian nation. We're known for all things other than that, Hollywood sets the tone for the entertainment standards of the world. We're in the midst right now of an identity crisis. There is a clashing of different visions for America's future. And it isn't just political anymore. It's neighbor to neighbor. I talked with a, a, a grandfather uh, or a father. Yes, he is a grandfather, but uh, he's a father, and his children have not talked with him for two years because they have a different political viewpoint. That's where we're at. It faces every single family and every single person. There is, there is great division. We're in the midst of an identity crisis. We are calling right wrong and wrong right every single day. We are openly celebrating idolatry in our streets. And we found out uh, last weekend that it's not just the streets of the big cities anymore. It's in rural America. It's everywhere. It is an epidemic. And God will judge sin. God will judge sin. In fact, there is a growing message in my heart about the wrath of God, the coming wrath of God that I'm going to be preaching. And so I'm not telling you what Sunday that's coming, but it is boiling inside of me over 35 times. The New Testament talks about 
the anger of God. It isn't just Old Testament stuff. It is real. God judges sin. And he judges nations. And he judges individuals. And we ought to fear him. Amen? And so that message is coming. I'm going to preach it. That's not today's message. And just continuing in this picture, hopelessness. Hopelessness is everywhere. Suicide rates are soaring. There is more depression and anxiety now in our nation than ever before. Our nation employs more counselors than, than all of the world combined because of depression. That's crazy, isn't it? That's where we're at. Fear and worry are on people's minds. Hatred and murder. Baltimore, last night, 1230, mass shooting. Two are dead and, and 30 are in the hospital. And now, see, when that used to happen, it used to make front page news. Do you know I got that off the third page? Because it is a common occurrence. Our own president said, I wake up every morning and hear news of another mass shooting. Everywhere. Satanic agendas carried out in high places. Corruption, economic downturn. Not just, not just downturn, it, it uh, has the potential. I'm not speaking prophetically. I'm just analyzing my own... My own uh, uh, viewpoint across the economic world, friends, it's not good. It is not good, not just in America, but internationally. We've got to have our trust in something other than money right now. And this is where we are. And so I, I want to just preface this message that I'm about to preach with this, that I am not naive to the situation that we are in. World War III has not broken out, praise God. But there is war that is happening in the spirit realm over our nation right now. And it rages. It rages. But through it all, through it all, God has not turned his back on America. God has not given up on this nation. He has not quit blessing the United States of America and the families that are in it. I'm not ignoring issues and problems and, and poverty and, 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 and racism and and issues that are in our nation. I'm not ignoring that, but the blessing of God resides upon this land even yet. And he's calling us back to him. He has not turned his back. And I, I want to give you five reasons this morning why God has not turned his back on, on America and why I still have hope for revival and why I have hope for God moving. Amen? Um, and reason number one, if you, it, it, you're probably not taking notes because you can't see, and if you came in late, this is not just ambiance that we're trying to create. Um, we had, I think we had a, a 
an electrical problem in the storm, and our uh, box that controls our lighting out here is fried. And so we're going to be taking care of that. Uh, I didn't know it till we came in this morning, and Brian shared the good news with me. Um, but it is kind of nice, isn't it? Raise your hand if you like it. Raise your hand if you don't like it. Oh, it's split. We have a divided house. <laughs> Can a divided house stand? Uh, thank you, Lord. Yes, it, this house will stand. Thank you, Lord. God will not turn his back on his people because there are still righteous people in America. There are people that are living righteously before the Lord. Remember the story in Genesis chapter 18 when, when Abraham is praying for Sodom. Genesis 18, um, God shared with Abraham what he was about to do. And Abraham stood in the gap and came near and said to the Lord, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Friend, God will never destroy the righteous with the wicked. We suffer in this life. We suffer the persecution of men. We suffer the trials of difficulty. But friend, as a believer, you have removed yourself from the wrath of God. Amen? The wrath of God will never come upon you because you have trusted in Christ. The wrath of God was poured out on the cross so that it will not be poured out on you. Amen? And so Abraham is, is asking the Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Say, say, God, there's 50. Say there's 50 righteous people. Will you destroy Sodom? And he says to Abraham, he says, for the sake of, of uh, he said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. That's an awesome promise. And Abraham answered and said, Indeed, now I, who am but dust and ashes, have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. He's standing in the gap for Sodom. Abraham is wanting God to spare Sodom. And he's approaching the Lord and he said, What if there's only 45? What if there's only 45? Is that enough to spare the city? And God says, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again. Suppose there should be 40 found there. He said, for the sake of 40, I will not destroy it. What about 30? What about 20? And then he says, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 are found in Sodom. And God said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way as soon as he finished speaking with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. And everybody says it was because of, of sexual immorality and homosexuality that God destroyed Sodom. And that's why one name for homosexuality is sodomy. 
But it was not because of Sodom, because of sodomy, because of homosexuality only that the city was destroyed. The city was destroyed because there were not 10 righteous people in it. If there had been 10 that were, were living for God, the city would have been spared. And my heart says, wow, if God destroys America, if God pours his wrath out on all of America and destroys it and wipes it off of the face of the earth, it won't be because of pornography and LGBTQ and all of these things. It will be because the righteous people have vanished. But today I want to say praise God because there are righteous people that are still living in America. Hallelujah. There are people that fear the Lord. There are people that are standing up. There are people that are saying, God, I am standing in the gap. Hallelujah. There are people that, that uh, have not turned their back. In Ezekiel's day, the Holy Spirit grieved, and God prophesied through Ezekiel, he said, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. I found no one. And what I'm finding, friends, as we go from church to church, next Sunday night we're going to be in Clinton. I, I hope that, that all of you will be there because it's nice and close. It's 20 minutes away. And uh, we're going to be in Clinton in their gymnasium and we're going to be having a prayer meeting uh, that, that is amazing. But as, as, we, as we go from uh, church to church and do these prayer meetings, do you know what I'm finding out? I'm finding that there are people right here in central Illinois that are standing in the gap on behalf of the land. Hallelujah. They are standing up and they are saying, God, we are believing you. We are believing you. In Ezekiel's day, God grieved because he found no one. But in, in, in this day, friends, as God looks out, even over central Illinois, he's seeing person after person after person after person that is standing in the gap, hallelujah, for the sake of righteous people. God will not destroy America, hallelujah. Number two, God is not yet turning his back on America because America still operates with the spirit of generosity. Generosity. You heard, a, you heard from Brian and Christy this morning. Missions, missionaries. America is still the number one missions sending country in the world. We're also like the number three missions receiving nation in the world. But friends, we are sending the gospel out all over the world. And that's coming from America. That's why God has blessed America. God has not blessed America so that we can all have the American dream in a white picket fence. I have a white picket fence, by the way. I have one in my backyard. I was fixing it yesterday. It needs painted. It needs repaired. But God has not blessed us 
so radically just so that you can have things. Now, I thank God. God's freely given us all things for our enjoyment. And, and so there's not condemnation for enjoying things. But that's not why God has blessed you. God has blessed you so that you can be a blessing. So that you can take your part in sending the gospel out around the world. So that you can be a blessing. And there are millions of people that have taken on that assignment and said, you know what, with what God has blessed me with, I am going to be a blessing. And America sows and sows and sows and sows. And because America, I'm, and, and friends, I'm not posturing myself as all of America, but in generality, there are millions of people that have taken on generosity as a value in their, in their life. And God blesses that. The generous soul is the soul of abundance. The generous heart, the, the person that, that gives. And, and so, and, I, and the, the, the verse that came to my heart as I'm thinking about this is in Isaiah chapter 52. And it says this, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And friends, America is one that is a sender of good news, who proclaim peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, who proclaim salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Do you know why? You know, whatever you think about open borders um, and how, the, the, how politically or how governmentally we should respond, friends, there is a reason why the nations want to come here. There is a reason why the people want to come here. And I would say that the majority of the people are fleeing their homelands because, because they are in an unblessed, difficult place, and they want to be in a place where they can move forward in their life. And America is a blessed, blessed land. Who wouldn't want to be attached to it? And so who can blame the international people for wanting to come? Uh, and I believe that God has sent them to us to do evangelism. Amen? There are many illegal people right here in Lincoln, Illinois. And God has sent them to us. You know, whether, whatever we think governmentally and politically, God has sent them to us for us to love them into the kingdom of God. Amen? And, and to, to be a blessing. And because of the generosity of America, God has continued to bless America. Number three, I want you, this is just a declaration that I want to make over over this nation, the earth still belongs to God. The earth still belongs to God. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Praise God. 
Satan and his kingdom of darkness, they are usurpers, they are thieves, they are temporary. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. They are temporary. The earth will be filled. Habakkuk chapter 2, with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This land belongs to God. I'm going to say it one more time just because it felt so good. This land belongs to God. Thank you, Jesus. Kingdom of God is moving forward. Now, this land belongs to God. But when he kicked the devil out of heaven, he kicked the devil to this land. And so there has been a clashing of light and darkness ever since. And Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God. And this is my fourth point. America will move forward because the kingdom of God is moving forward in America. Hallelujah. I believe that the greatest revival that America has ever known is not in the rearview mirror. I believe the greatest revival that America has ever known is not a hundred years ago, a hundred plus years ago. I believe that we are on the cusp of it. God dangled a thread of revival in front of us earlier this year, and it, and it, it lasted about uh, several months. It was on everybody's mind, God moving in America again. In the last couple of months, it has seemed to dissipate, but in a heartbeat, God can stir people towards him. We found that he can do anything. Hallelujah. Oh, and in Daniel chapter 2, uh, Daniel is describing in a vision, he's describing the different kingdoms, and he concludes with this in verse 44. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Praise God. And here, we're not talking about America. We're talking about the kingdom that Jesus came to set up, the kingdom of light, hallelujah, that he came uh, to establish that he is the king of. It's never going to end. Hallelujah. The verse that we always hear at Christmas time in Isaiah chapter 9 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Glory to God. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. Now in its early days, friends, America attached itself to this kingdom. And the war is over that detaching. But I believe that there is a reattachment that is coming. Revival is coming, friends. 
You hear that from me all the time, and it can get cliche-ish. But there is an anticipation in my heart. I keep, ask, I keep wondering, is God going to have our morning online prayer meetings end? And then we have a week like last week where every prayer meeting was saturated in the Holy Spirit. Because God wants to send revival to the earth. And fifthly, there's hope in America because God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. That all would come to repentance. Many believe that America is just going to continue to slide and slide and slide as she always has down a pit. My generation has never seen it return. It's always moved the wrong direction. My generation has never seen it move back the other way. The pendulum has only gone one direction. It's gone from bad to worse. And from worse to even worse than that. And that's the only direction that my generation has seen. But it's not always going to be that way. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I believe that we're about to see a turnaround. I believe that when things are driest, that's when the rain does the most good. We should know that from this past month. I've, I spent every day praying for rain. I've never, for, the, for like two weeks in a row, I was praying for rain. And I had cracks in my backyard that wide because it was so dry. And now they're about that wide. We still need more. We still need more. But when... Things are the driest. That's when we're ready for the rain. When the wood is the driest, that's when it burns. That's when it can be ignited and set on fire. And I want us to leave today, not with despair in our hearts for what, what America is becoming, but with hope in our hearts for what God's intentions are for this nation. Because I believe that our best days are yet in front of us. Amen? What about your life? Are you not where you want to be spiritually? You might be in a desert. You might be far from God, and you might not want to come back. Or you might be doing well in your walk with God. You might, be, you might have doubts and questions. You know something is real, but you have questions. You might have hopelessness of your own. God has not given up on this nation. What does that really mean? It has to do with individual people. 
that God has not given up on you. God has not given up on you. And he has not given up on me. He sees you. He knows where you are. He's not afraid of how you really feel. He's not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid of your whys. Why did this happen, God? Why did you allow this or that? Anybody ever ask a question like that? He's not afraid of your desert season when you don't feel anything. Sometimes we look around during worship and we see, well, look at people weeping and crying in the presence of God. The Lord is touching them, but we're not feeling anything. It's like we're on the outside looking in. God is not afraid of that in you and you being honest about that. Wherever you are at right now, God sees you. He has created you for a purpose, and he's going to bring you through this season. Thank you, Father. He's going to bring you all the way through. He has not left you. He has not abandoned you. The word says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He is walking with you. And you can trust him. You can trust him with your life. I'd like us to pray right now. And God, on this July 4th weekend, I believe that exactly the people that are supposed to be here are here right now. This crowd is smaller than usual. But God, you knew who you wanted to hear this message. And God, I, I just pray for my nation right now. I pray for the United States of America. We have uh, fallen a long way from you, but God, you have not quit holding your hand out to us. You have not allowed us to jump out of your hand. There's a lot of craziness out there. But God, you are working and you are moving. I hear testimonies every day of people getting saved and coming to Christ and their lives being transformed and turned around. I thank you for that. You are working in Illinois. You are working in this state. You are working, God, all across from uh, north of Chicago, clear down to Carbondale. You are working in this state. Clear down to uh, southern Illinois. You are working from east to west. God, you are uh, doing mighty, mighty, mighty things. You're working miracles. You are not gone. You are not dead. And your word says to every single one of us here this morning, that if we just call on your name, you are right there. And we believe that, Lord, not by, not by feeling. We believe that, Lord, not because uh, we 
we see. Sometimes we don't. We believe it, God, by faith. That if we call on your name, you hear us. And I ask in the name of Jesus that wherever anybody is at with their relationship with you, Lord, whether it has been on the back burner or whether they are living white hot for God, I ask in Jesus' name that each one will have an assurance that you are there and that you are with them in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you'd give them courage to, to stretch out to you and say, God, I need you. I need you. That was more than a song I sang earlier, God. Oh, God, oh, God, I need you now. I need you. Thank you, Lord. And while we're praying this morning, if there's anybody here just that would say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I've not been where I need to be. I need some want to to be put back in my spiritual journey. If you need God to, to touch you in a, in a unique way, just lift your hand right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Jesus. Father, I just lift these that have raised their hand up to you right now. And I pray for restoration. I pray, God, that you'd help them to get back on the path. I pray in Jesus' name that you would work and that you would move. We thank you, Father, for having your way in us. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said,